If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Hi, welcome to Challenge Talk, part of the Challenge Geocache Talk Network. You can watch the show live now on the first Sunday of every month. Feel free to jump over to YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter to watch the broadcast live and join the wonderful and active chat room, or listen to the entire show later on your favorite podcast player. In this episode, we'll be talking with Doug McRae about his awesome accomplishments and Challenge Cache creations. We also have prizes to give away each show to our listeners. Between each show, be sure to email your Challenge Cash finds to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and you could be a winner. Later in the show, we'll also play our special game exclusively for our live audience, The Wheel of Challenges. So listen live, get your email app ready and follow the instructions when the time comes so you can have a chance at winning the grand prize. And later on, we'll also highlight some of the Challenge Caches you found and someone will win our monthly giveaway. Well, guys, maybe not that part tonight. Tonight is a very transitional show. It's our first show without Jeff. Um, and I'm on the road in a hotel room. And um, our guest is on the road in the hotel room. We're just going to make it work tonight. We, all, we know you all understand. So here's everyone else. We have Jesse with us and retired guy or Doug McRae. Thank you guys for joining us. Good to be here. So... We always start with how our months have been. So, Jesse, how has your challenge, challenging or geocaching month been? Oh, uh, I have not had a lot of uh, just because of outside personal stuff. And, you know, we had a hurricane down here. I have not had a lot of time to do much geocaching. However, this show does highlight some of the geocaching I'm going to be doing in the next uh, couple months, which we'll, we'll get into that. Obviously, I'm sure people can guess what that's going to be related to this show, but uh, I'm planning a big trip to go do what we're talking about tonight, but lately has not been that great. All right. That's okay. There's months like that. I feel like a lot of times my months are like that, but not this month, even not this week. I am in Atlanta because I just got finished with the going caching mega event. Um, one of the best mega events in the world. And, um, I'm exhausted with wonderful um, experiences behind me these past few days. I see people in the chat who have been at Going Caching who have been having fun with it. I know people can't be with us tonight because they're traveling home from Going Caching. So it's just been, that's been my amazing week. So in addition to Going Caching, um, since I'm in Georgia, I was able to get Tour of Stone Mountain, um, another 2001 cache. So I'm work slowly working on getting nice. towards 
double and triple Jasmer. And today went out on Lake Lanier to do um, Maroon, the boat tour wow. on the boat tour. So I feel like I've joined that club now with Captain John. Um, Doug, Captain John and I were talking about the ways you've contributed to his business. And that benefits all of us cashers because we know where to find him. And um, he is a happy to give us cashers a boat tour for Marooned and other cashers around it. It was a great experience this afternoon. Yeah, I laughed at uh, your last show where you were talking about Googling, trying to figure out how to get out of Lake Lanier and find Maroon. And you ran into Captain John Lanier or LakeLanier.com, uh, his website. When I was down there, I couldn't figure out how to find him. People kept on saying, contact Captain John. And so he, I said, well, you need a website. He goes, I have no clue how to do that. <laughs> Back to the hotel room and put together a one-page website. And now you just Google or find CaptainJohnLanier.com uh, and uh, you get a one-page describing how to get out to Maroon. Yep, that's exactly what I used. And uh, I like I said, absolutely fabulous. Um, Captain John was telling us that he loves to take geocachers out on the boat. He says, uh, he wasn't, he said, I promise I'm not just saying it to you guys, but the geocachers are my favorite charter guests. Um, he loves to see his home lake through the excited eyes of every geocacher who comes for the first time. Uh, so yeah, it was a fabulous experience. So, Doug, have you been up to anything extremely interesting lately? I have a little bit. Um, I uh, w was over in Germany, Austria, and Hungary. And while I was there, we uh, were one of the first boats to go down the uh, Danube in a month because of the drought. Oh. Uh, it turned out that we probably should have waited a couple of extra days. The boat got <laughs> stuck on the bottom. Uh, it took 14 hours to get us free, and in the time just like the uh, Suez Canal was blocked by that boat. We blocked the entire traffic for the Danube uh, for those 14 hours, uh, but we're eventually unstuck <laughs> and made our way all the way down to uh, Budapest. Um, mm. And while I was there, though it was not a caching trip, I did get two German geotours done and uh, also got the oldest uh, geocache in Hungary. Oh, wonderful. Old castle, or it looks old. It was actually built as a set for a movie in the 60s, uh, but it looks like an old castle, and that's where the oldest geocache in Hungary is. Oh, that's wonderful. And what, this was just recently? I uh, just got back. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Good. Very good. All right. That's, well, that's, that's awesome. A good trip. That, that yeah. kind of blows, you know, the, the couple of caches I found around town out of the water. So. <laughs> <laughs> We all have great uh, moments when we get to have those um, epic trips. So mm -hmm. uh, Doug and I, I guess we're just coming off of our epic trips. Um, we had a question in the chat. How many can Captain John fit on his boat? He uh, takes max nine people on a reservation. So I gathered folks up and uh, we did fill, his, fill the boat on my trip today. Um, Lori and, is in the chat. She said it was a great uh, day on the boat uh, this afternoon. Um, yeah, we were glad to have Lori with us and Danielle, another uh, Geocache Talk Network patron was with us. So it was great. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our topic for now. Um, basically, we're going to talk with Doug about um, 
his challenge accomplishments, as well as what he's put out there for the rest of us. So as a lot of you know, um, Doug is the inventor of Ms. Pac-Man and has been a geocaching since 2009. Um, his caching name is Retired Guy. And you now live in Boston with your wife, Retired Girl. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. Uh, she doesn't go out on all the adventures with me, but uh, she doesn't mind going back in the woods. It's when uh, we do these urban caches and I deal with the law enforcement officers that she gets <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got you there. So um, previous, ex uh, Doug's been on uh, Geocache Talk on previous episodes. So for your reference, everyone, uh, show 28 um, and show 92. And then most recently in September of 2020, he was on show 216. So we can hear, you can go back to some of those shows and hear a lot of um, conversation about your Ms. Pac-Man um, information and uh, your Netflix series or the Netflix series that um, you were on. But today we're going to talk about challenge caches, of course. So, um, Doug, we're going to talk through some of the things you've achieved and feel free to um, chime in how how you'd like to share with us. But what's really cool is you have a web page, um, retiredguy.com, and this page shows so many awesome things about you. I love that you have this page. I think I would love to have a page about myself so I could just go back to it, um, check out all my stats, but this is great. So you've got um, some FTF magazines, uh, features that you've been in, it looks like, is that correct? Yeah, well, actually my favorite one is right in the middle and I'm not in that one, but that is my granddaughter finding her first geocache. Oh, and girl. that's really sweet. Great. And then also there's a uh, a little fakey FTF magazine, right? And that has to do with a, a gift film that you were in. Yeah. So um, we, we created a gift film uh, this year. Unfortunately, it did not make the finals. Uh, still don't understand why. We liked ours the best, obviously. <laughs> uh, but we had a full page ad and first uh, to find magazine after it just to get people to uh, watch our gift. And oh, great. if you go to the far right uh, uh where we did a, we waited a year for this. Uh, you can watch the gift film, it's up on YouTube. Um, and many probably of your listeners uh, participated in that film. Uh, we had uh, both at uh, the MOGA event and uh, one of the other events, uh, all the cashers get together and be part of the film. So a lot of orange t-shirts uh, that said, we've waited a year for this. Awesome, so you got a lot of, uh Cameos, cameos in that film. Yes. <laughs> great, great. I think so I have then, one of those one shirts in my closet right now. Do you? <laughs> I do, uh, that was one of the, I don't even know which event it was. Cool. I, uh, I watched it, but I didn't spot you, but there were definitely a lot of people in that. So this, uh, oh yeah, that's right, Doug. You've got some uh, trackables that we can discover if we go check out your webpage. <laughs> and and some cool. maps of where some of the weird trips I've taken geocaching. Um, that as we keep on saying, we play the game our own different way. And I mm -hmm. collect countries, and I collect oldest in countries, and I collect souvenirs. So uh, my trips often take me to very strange places in the world. <laughs> and you are. The top souvenir earner. Not you have the most souvenirs of everyone, every geocacher. Is that correct? 
I am. I'm up to 481 now. Um, the uh, fall CEDO, uh was my 481st. Uh, the two G uh, German Geo tours were 479, 480. Um, and I will go out of my way trying to get a souvenir. I almost did another day trip down to Rome, Georgia, just to go to that mega. Um, I do have conflicts with my anniversary and my grandson's birthday on this weekend. Uh, and this time I decided not to go. But All right. normally Rome, Georgia is a day trip for me because there are lots of conflicts. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but still, that's pretty amazing to be the top souvenir earner of all yeah. geocachers in the world. That's, that's just cool. It's always fascinating for us to find out what people are into. And, you know, most people don't collect countries. That Some people do, but most people don't do that. Um, and souvenirs, that's another one that some people collect and some people don't even pay attention to. So it's, it's always fascinating to see what drives people. Well, I, I often get asked by muggle friends, you know, wow, you get spend a lot of time geocaching. You must be, you know, the number one geocacher in the world. And I just respond, we each play the game differently. Yeah. Uh, you know, some play it with sheer numbers and I'm not even close. Uh, I don't know where I would stand, but probably 10,000th or something like that. Um, <laughs> but I travel a lot since I'm retired um, and often go back to places I used to do work in. And so I collect countries, I collect oldest in countries, I collect souvenirs, I collect oldest in states, uh, and uh, have a great time doing it. Well, and it's funny that you say that too, because we could probably spend an hour talking about, each one of us would probably have a different opinion of how would you rank the top geocacher in the world? Numbers right. wouldn't be it for me. I wouldn't, you know, it, it would be something totally different. And I, th I think everybody would have their own opinion. It's based... Like you said, everybody plays the game differently and it's, it's based on how you play the game. And, you know, you may consider yourself the best and, you know, there's somebody else that would not even agree with your qualifications. And that's OK, because we all play it how we want to play it. Right. If we were to play it like somebody else, it, it wouldn't be fun to us. And, you no, know, why why no. bother in that way? You know, yeah. taking these trips, I plan it for exactly what I want it to be. Um, and that's, that's what makes a caching trip fun to me. Whatever I put on my list, you know, it's, it's not going to look like somebody else's trip. Mm. Well, I think it's what challenge caches often do for you is they define, uh, different ways to play the game. And there are so many different aspects when you start looking going, okay, I'm going to find the oldest in each of the States, or I'm going to find, uh, one from each possible reviewer that I could uh, possibly. Uh, right. <laughs> and, you know, there's just different ways, connecting counties, connect, you know, and yeah. that's what makes the game so interesting that we can each find our own way to uh, define our goals. Right. A piece of Ninja just said in the comments, it's, it's kind of like side games. We can turn geocaching into anything we want it to be based Absolutely. on the base game that we have. We yeah. And, can. you know, I've often wondered, like, I love filling in the state maps or um, I don't have many countries, but I would, you know, be thrilled to do that. But for some reason, the county filling in counties has just never spoken to me, you know. And so, yeah, I know that that is one of the most um, popular things I hear from people is I got to connect to my counties. I got to get this county. And to me, I don't know, that's just a sub game. That's too much. And I focus on other things. And I like not to do the counties uh, because I'm married and don't want to get divorced. When you're driving <laughs> across country 
and you want to stop in every county, uh, it, it, it isn't the easiest thing in the world. Right, right. No, I know exactly what you're saying. My husband will love to go out on a on a day trip with me and enjoy a, a beautiful weekend, but I know what's going to be annoying to him at the end of the day, and I know what's going to make our day better. And yeah, that's one of that's exactly it. I don't want to yeah. stop for every little thing and make the day less valuable to him. It kind of comes down to that quality quantity kind of thing, where. Again, all of us define quality versus quantity in our the own way. The funny thing is my wife is just the exact opposite of your two. So mine She's likes the county. counties. So <laughs> she likes counties and I'm more like, you know, I, I rather do all day for just one cash, you know, some crazy intricate thing that takes all day to get there. And she likes going for the counties. So, you know, but she indulges the challenge part. So I like the challenges. She likes the counties. But once we get a new challenge and we go sign one, then that's our new complete goal until we're done with that. And then we do mm -hmm. something totally different. And even if it's counterproductive for everything else, I don't care. Our goal can change 50 times and we're excited brand new about something. And I think that's what helps so much is like, Doug, I don't know if you started off this way, but have you always been interested in, like you started in 2009, were you into counties then or did it change and evolve over time? Oh, I had no idea what counties were even. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, countries. Country. Oh, um, Yes and no. Uh, no, I did. I did not intentionally start with countries, uh, but my first geocache was in Aruba, um, and not wow. in the United States. Um, a good friend of mine who I serve on a board with, Eagle Scout, uh, 1968. Uh, he kept on trying to get me to go out geocaching, and he worked on me for about two years, and finally I. Uh, agreed to do a geocaching adventure with him. This was in Massachusetts. He was going to take me out for my birthday. And the weather outside was 34 degrees, freezing rain coming down. And he, uh, I think, had the uh, discretion as a better part of valor. Um, he decided not to take me out that day because uh, I would not have enjoyed it. We would have ended up frozen, uh, miserable, and I would never have geocached again. So instead, he said, you know, hey, uh, you know, give this a try. Trust me. It's going to be fun. You know, I've been working on you for two years. This should this should be something you would like. Um, and so I bought a Garmin and uh, a day later we were flying to Aruba and somehow I figured out how to put in the coordinates for the then 14 geocaches in Aruba. And I found, I think, 11 of them uh, wow. and was hooked. But um so was I after countries at the time? Not uh, not at all. But my first eleven geocaches were in Aruba. That's quite the story. <laughs> quite the story. That's really great. And you, uh, we had up on the screen. You are number eight for the number of countries that you've cached in. Number well, eight in the world. One out. I'm a top American. You know the, these crazy Germans and uh, <laughs> uh, I forget where the other uh, ones are from. But uh, Czech Republic. The Czech Republic. Um, you know, when, when you have the name Flying Nick and things like that, uh, I think yeah. they have quite the advantage. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's some American cashers also that are uh, 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 pilots and whatever. Uh, Lori Bird uh, is American Airlines pilot, and she seems to get around. Um, I think she stalks me or I stalk her. We always seem to be miss each other by three or four days. I finally met <laughs> with her at Geo Woodstock, but uh, she knocks off countries and then claims it's part of her job. So uh, who knows? 
Well, yeah, and uh, in the chat, Neil noticed you're the only American in the Top Country Finder um, uh, graphic that you have there on your website. Yeah, I, I for some reason think that Americans are a little bit uh, more scared of going to see foreign countries than uh, some of the Europeans. Uh, I have a trip planned in November where we're going to Algeria and uh, Tunisia um, and North Macedonia. And I'm looking at kind of terrified, okay, so what do I have to do to, you know, my French is awful. Uh, how am I going to navigate whatever? And I think the Germans just go, oh, you know, it's another country. And uh, so they do very, very well in going to all these strange lands uh, where us Americans are a little scared or terrified. So <laughs> I'm off to Algeria and Tunisia and North Macedonia and Sark while I'm at it. Uh, in the English channel. Mine as Great. Well. Awesome. So you've also accomplished the quad jasmer. And that's the highest you can go in present day. So that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. I don't really have a stat on how many people have done that. I don't either. And I, I've always wondered how to uh, generate that. Uh, and maybe some of the uh, Project GC uh, aficionados uh, could uh, yeah maybe someone that. in our chat tonight take on that challenge and see if you can uh can find that for us it could There's probably be, be a way done, to figure that out it could probably be done by hand just matching uh the log since there are only four caches that get right. to, uh even possibly qualified for it so um it, it's, yeah, there, there can't be that many people no yeah. no but that's great. And then something local, but um, I hear it's something that uh, is quite, what do I want to say, um, competitive in your area, the Massachusetts 351. So tell us what the 351 is, or the, what, what do you guys call it there locally? The Mass, Mass 351. The Mass 351. So, so Massachusetts has 351 towns. Um, it's nothing compared to the Texas challenge where you have to get all the counties in Texas which is a much bigger state since everything in Texas is big. But uh, Massachusetts, there's 351 towns and you have to get uh, a cash in each of the towns. And this was great for pandemic work. Uh, I, I many, many mornings got up at four o'clock in the morning and just started driving and uh, exploring towns in Massachusetts I did not even know existed. Uh, mm. There's... Uh, uh, there's Florida, Massachusetts, there is Orange, Massachusetts, there is Washington, Massachusetts, uh, you know, on the far side of the state. I never knew they were out there. You have to get out to the islands. You have to get all over the place. Uh, so it was a fun challenge to uh, knock off during the pandemic. And that was really neat when I was uh, going through your profile. This is a fun challenge. Like, um, is there a formal uh cash to find what once you finish the challenge or is it just an informal challenge no there is a challenge uh cash that uh you get to find and sign um there's also the new hampshire challenge the main challenge uh and there's some people that have knocked off uh uh those three uh not many uh i know yuki ono uh has uh finished all three of those and uh maine is by far the most difficult because uh, many of them are out on islands and mm. you have to take ferries to them that, you know, often run once every two days if they feel like <laughs> stuff. So uh, it becomes even more difficult as you head 
further north. So it seems like a small area, but <laughs> lots yes. of uh, physical challenges to complete it. But yeah, I really, I really liked that. Um, you know, there's something neat about visiting, like you said, the small places that you never knew existed. So I enjoyed uh, coming across that one on your profile. Yeah, uh, Kelly, just uh, curious, uh, KDB just jumped on and said, uh, Yuki has done all the states. Uh, so she, she may have also done uh, uh, Connecticut and Rhode Island. I'm not sure, but uh, very impressive stats. That's great. That's a really neat New England uh, thing to watch out for. And um, I, I did when I was re-listening to show 216, you finished that one. You spoke about doing it in that show, and then you've since finished since two years ago. Yes. yes. We, we have dug on every two years, if you notice. So <laughs> we were due again. So. <laughs> yeah. So then also you've cashed on seven continents. You found six countries in one day. That's pretty amazing. You know, a lot of us are just trying for like Canada and U.S. in one day. And what else maybe could we do if we travel internationally? And of course, I turned that into a challenge. Uh, there's a challenge cash down in Florida, which requires you get six countries in a day. There's another at four and there's another at two. Good. Uh, so increments. There's six countries in a day. Uh, we started uh, uh, early in the morning at around 3 a.m., uh, we were in Budapest at the time, and we drove uh, from Budapest to Romania, um, then on to Serbia, Bosnia, Slovenia, and one other country in there I'm forgetting about, uh, and then got back uh, to our hotel around 1030. Fortunately, our spouses had ordered food for us, <laughs> and uh, we had a great day. Uh, people still ask, you know, why would you possibly spend an entire day like that driving around in all these strange countries. And we said, it was a great adventure. We still talk about it. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you do this, right? <laughs> great. Because you can. That's that's Because we're still allowed to do crazy stuff like that, that's why you do it, because yep. we can, right? So there is a question, but we're going to get to that later, of which challenge you're working on next. I know we're going to get to that. I've got a question that's totally off script, but just... If I asked normal cashing people this question, I would expect certain answers. From you, I expect a completely different answer. Do you have one that stands out as the most challenging challenge you've ever done? Most challenging challenge. Because um, you're talking, even the ones you put out are crazy. For all of us would go, that's crazy. Six states, you know, six countries in a day. But I'm curious, when you put out these crazy ones, like you just mentioned, what is something that you've seen that you're like, well, now that's, that's insane. Well, the, 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 one of the very, very first challenges um, that I actually saw was I was visiting friends in Texas and we had done 30 or 40 caches that day and uh, were around a bottle of wine talking at night. And uh, she hopped on uh, her laptop and was looking going, wow, there's what's called a challenge in our area. Uh, and it says you have to do something before you're allowed to sign it. This was kind of our first challenge cash. Um, and I said, what do you have to do? And she goes, you have to get a thousand caches in a day. <laughs> this is down near Houston, Texas, by the way. And I said, well, that's impossible. <laughs> and we started reading people that had signed it and uh, signed a found log on it and go, oh, people have actually done that before. And 
they talk about something called a power trail. So of course we're Googling uh, uh, geocaching power trail and going, oh, those people actually do this. They go out to Vegas and uh, go north of there and go on something called the ET highway. And so we decided the next day we were going to just attempt to see if we we're good enough. So we took a van and went on what looked like somewhat of a power trail. There were 40 caches in a row along the side of the road. Uh, the side of the road was quite tilted and uh, we timed ourselves, and we concluded that the best we could do in an hour was X and the best we could do in a day was 220 or so. And then we went back and over uh, a couple other glasses of wine kind of started going, all right, well, we could speed things up if we had two more people <laughs> jumping, another, you know, exchanging logs. You're allowed to, you know, uh, grab one and sign in. And, and so we eventually end up building uh, our power trail team. And this became uh, why we went out to the ET highway. And uh, we, we formed it of six relatively non-cashers um, and, well, uh, five non-cashers three experienced cashers, um, if I included myself as experienced at the time, um, including a 13-year-old kid that we thought he would jump out and grab every one. Uh, <laughs> we wore him out after the first three hours. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> fetch, fetch. <laughs> and, um, but uh, had a unbelievable time. And we, we came back, we, we got over a thousand uh, on our second day. And we, we came back and tried explaining to our spouses and to friends and muggles <laughs> and whatever. This was so great. And they go, so you got up at four in the morning, you got in a car, uh, you drove 528 feet, came to a stop, <laughs> jumped out, ran, grabbed a film canister, came to the car, swapped it, went another 528 feet, and you did this for 18 hours. We go, uh, yeah, and it was a lot of fun. They go, uh, don't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is so funny how we are sitting here being so excited about what you're telling us. And you're right, to someone else, yeah, that that's a nice story. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know what? I that's, that's what I love. Like, you know, we'll read cash pages about something, a challenged cash that made us think I've never thought of things that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just inspire us. And like, like John said in the chat, one more side game that we personally make up for ourselves. And I love it. I think most of us stat geeks love that kind of stuff. And so, and so I, I think one of the, the uh, uh, most challenging challenges I put out there uh, not not necessarily the hardest, but is the six uh, countries in a day. And I know that uh, people have set up teams over in Europe that have accomplished 12, 13, or 14 countries in a day. And at some point, I may want to uh, attempt one of those. Uh, six was a lot, but if you really put together a team and optimize everything, uh, uh, it, it could be fun. Um, and some of the teams that have done that actually have local cashers ready to meet them uh, near where they're headed uh, as they cross the border and accompany them to the cache to make sure there's no hiccups and whatever. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, the, the logistics ahead of time, you know, months of planning just to do this one mm -hmm. day um, somehow fascinates us cashers. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You're saying this and it makes me want to go make these plans for myself. <laughs> I love it. You know, that's, that's what's fun about it too, is even, even one challenge, you put out one challenge and there's going to be 10 different ways people are going to plan and go about, you know, accomplishing that challenge. It, it's amazing how people will find just, like you said, some people love the plan. I, I'm one of those people, but the planning is almost as fun as actually getting to the cash. It takes a long time to plan to do one of these things. Like, you know, you got to charter a boat. You got to get there. You got to get your team there. You got to do a bunch of stuff. Maybe stay overnight. All that stuff is just as much part of the fun as going oh, to get the cash. I love. I love the planning of any given trip. I love the organization of it. I love trying to find every possible detail to make my trip as successful as possible. And then you go and you live it. And you mm -hmm. know, even even down to like, I'll I'll get on Google Maps and I'll get on Street View and I'll just really make sure I know my stuff. And then I get there in person and I'm like, I'm here, I'm standing where I've studied, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I love the planning as well. Well, I, I think I often spend five times the amount of time planning than I do actually on the trip. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Right. Go, Is this good use of my time? And I go, well. You know, it, it's, it's what I love. Yeah. Spending time late at night or whatever to optimize those days in those weird countries or in the backwoods or wherever you might be. It's well worth it. It is. It is. Well, you know, there's so many more of your accomplishments that we can see on your website, but we want to jump to what you're, you referenced it, what you've hidden and basically what you've hidden or, you know, and one of your mega hot hides if you will is a 210 hide challenge trail so let's talk about that and you also on your webpage you have a link to your challenge trail webpage retired monkey. i want to get it right retired monkey.com correct correct okay so, um back in 2015 um i was working together with cute little fuzzy monkey who now goes by I-L-M-O-P or something like that. He has moved to Texas. Uh, he was living in Florida. I was living in Florida. I've moved to Boston. Uh, but we were uh, coming up with the idea of starting up a power trail that would be all challenge caches. And uh, I warn you that this was pre-moratorium uh, mm -hmm. for the challenge caches. And so we had um, um, a lot maybe more flexibility, but a lot of things defined at the time about, you know, how uh, geo, uh, uh, geocache challenges should be done and whatever. And um, we, we had a certain desire of how we wanted to do it. And we uh, dragged in uh, a Boston guy named Sloth96, um, who uh, helped us with a lot of the technology behind it of putting together leaderboards and verification uh, pages and uh, we also believed from the very beginning that we should have a uh, Project GC uh, script uh, that could test each of the challenges. And then this later got implemented during the moratorium. Uh, but we wanted to uh, uh, have it such that you could, um, through uh, Project GC, test each and every one of the caches. So we set that out as our definition. Um, the part of the teaming up between me and uh, 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 cute little fuzzy monkey or monkey uh, was that we had very, very different caching styles. Uh, he was about numbers and streaks and letter boxes and he owns a Jeep. So he was doing the train fives back uh, in the muddy uh, uh, 
backwoods of uh, Florida, uh, where I, as we were talking, am after souvenirs in countries and old caches uh, in states and oldest in countries and things like that. And so we had different styles. And we viewed at the time, though it was not a requirement, that we should, if we're going to post a cache, uh, we wanted to uh, make sure we had done that cache and that it was obtainable. Uh, mm -hmm. We had seen many challenges out there that an owner would drop out there and say, see, I did this and I'm bragging. Uh, no one else will ever get to do this uh, because I made it so, so hard. And we wanted to make sure they were obtainable. Uh, so we, we kind of uh, balanced that all out. Uh, we said we had to qualify ourselves. We had to be obtainable. And then later that got defined uh, uh, after the moratorium uh, that each of the caches had to have at least 10 Floridian cachers qualifying. Mm -hmm. And though that sounds like, you know, a nice pool to uh, uh, pull, uh, pull from, um, it's difficult when you're trying to say, all right, that you visited eight of the different uh, states of Germany. Uh, not a lot of Floridi Floridians get over to Germany, but they uh -huh. do all the uh, Florida counties. So um, it, it kind of balanced us out nicely. Um, and we ended up uh, creating uh, lots of caches as part of a power trail, which we keep on adding to over time. Uh, but we grabbed a section of 441, uh, Route 441, that uh, goes down the middle of the state. Uh, we have about 30 miles of it, uh, which is in general a parking go uh, grab if uh, the weather is good and there's not been much rain. Um, if there has been a lot of rain, you need uh, deep boots uh, because some wading may be required to get to the cache. Uh, and when you're waiting, make sure there's no alligators or snakes coming Ooh. up. Uh, <laughs> next to you as you're An doing extra it. challenge on top. <laughs> so the, the level of trying to grab them changes uh, uh, from time to time, but uh, it's somewhere between uh, parking grabs and uh, a nice wading across a body of water with alligators and snakes. Uh, so seasonal difficulty change. All right, Jesse, plan accordingly. So this is what you are going to plan yeah. look towards now that you live in that area. Yeah, I'm or only about two and a half hours away from from one end of the trail, you know, obviously. But I'll plan on a couple of days when I go down and, and stay overnight in the area and make sure I get I don't want to go down there and, and walk away without signing any of them. And then it'll take me six months to figure out which ones I'm qualified for. And then <laughs> the next 10 years to try to qualify for them. Right. And someone was mentioning the hurricane. Uh you might want to bring a scuba outfit if you're trying to yeah. get to them right now. They may be on the far other side of a uh, long swim. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. I'll probably wait for a little bit now later on in the year. But <laughs> uh, So anyway, we, we set these up. Um, they um, um, are something that I now live in Massachusetts and cute little fuzzy monkey lives in Texas. Uh, but we have had great assistance in maintenance on these. Uh, I don't get down to Florida all that often anymore, uh, but I send out a maintenance kit to people that say they're going to be making a uh, run down the trail. Uh, all of them are now being upgraded to preforms with zip ties, uh, uh, one around the uh, preform and one around the tree or whatever it's attached to. We try making them all at eye level. 
Um, and so it should be uh, the feeling of a power trail if you don't mind the water in between. I think that's, and that's really neat about your trail. You know, folks are going, they want to accomplish it. They don't want to run into hardship. You don't want your caches to be in disrepair. So you support the cacher to support your trail, you know, and that gives mm -hmm. them a good experience in turn. Yeah. And as I said, if any uh, cachers are looking at doing the whole trail, I will send a box of preforms and logs and zip ties uh, uh, down to them. So they're all set, ready to go. And I'll also list out uh, any caches I think we're having particular problems with. Uh, uh, so they uh, will pay uh, closer attention to those. Yeah, good. So and I heard you say in show 216 that because they're pre-motorium challenges, you um, wanted to keep focus on keeping them alive. Is that still your thought? Oh, absolutely. Um, that the pre-motorium ones, uh, you know, are different types and I don't want mm -hmm. them ever to go away. Um, you know, the fact that uh, we have quite a few caches with, um, uh, words in the cache. Uh, you know, uh, we have, uh, you have to find a certain number of caches that start with welcome to, uh, or yeah. where caching is the pleasure, or the one I have not completed yet, the Chinese zodiac, where you have to get all 12 animals of the Chinese zodiac, and I don't have rooster yet. So <laughs> if anybody in Massachusetts has a cache with uh, the name rooster in it, let me know and I can uh, go get that and be done. Um, but, that's great. Um, so there are those types, there are ones based on, uh, coordinates and odd regions and things like that that are not allowed anymore. So we, we, um, like keeping all the pre-moratorium caches alive also, and we like building it out and not changing them because it does allow the leaderboard to get built and, uh, bragged about by different people. So tell about this leaderboard. Are you doing something yeah. in the background where you're you're uh, personally tracking it? Do you did you build some kind of script to make it easy? Sure. So uh, Charles, who goes by uh, Sloth ninety six, uh, built some GSAC code for me, uh, which uh, gets run um, um, once every couple of days by me. Uh, it goes and counts uh, the number of caches in the trail found by each person and the number of caches that are found, uh, the number of finds for each cache. And so what I can do is uh, post a leaderboard of uh, how each person is doing. And that leaderboard often causes people to do unusual things in their lives. There are some fascinating ones out of the 198 that are active in the trail right now. I, and we're looking to take it to 210. I've got uh, 12 more uh, challenges to put out there. Uh, Dirty D13 now has 197 out of 198. Amazing. And then just going through, uh, Celebration Kim is at 193. FL Pirate, Two Gats, uh, two Cats Hunt, uh, The Wench, Sea Dog 129, uh, Z Steve, Florida Travelers, and as we get to 175, kind of the top 10 here is Butterfly Girl. One of All our right. Members. One of our regular listeners is on that leaderboard. And then a couple of other notables on the leaderboard, uh, Florida Jim at 170 and Ditto Cat at 166. Both of these guys help me with maintenance um, and uh, are a great help. They're out on the trail often. 
Uh, Lori nice. Bird, uh, who I mentioned before, American Airlines pilot, who uh, we just assumed that we were stalking each other. Uh, I, I got love that. <laughs> I got into uh, uh, Antarctica three days after she had been there. And then I was up in uh, Kagluktuk, Nunavut, Canada, up north of the Arctic Circle. Uh, and she was there a few days later. Uh, we just keep on missing each other all along. And then out at uh, Geo Woodstock, we decided to uh, contact each other and we had dinner together. So, oh, that's I wonderful. I always thought that she was stalking me or I was stalking her. And then 157 uh, is Rock Chalk. I think he's the highest lackey. Uh, and then Bloody Cool is at 140. Uh, he and I uh, just did the Brazil cash together and some weird countries down in South America. So um, a lot of uh, fun names up there. Uh, yeah. Quite a, entirely a who's who of geocaching because not everyone gets to Florida. But it is interesting to see all the familiar names up there and uh, how they've done in terms of the different challenges. Right, right. I see GB's on there too. Great. Mm -hmm. That's really fun to um, have that public show. And, and we go all the way down, I think, to 25. So if, if you've gone out on the trail, you'll get listed. You'll find yourself somewhere on there. Uh, but anybody 25 or above, we list. Uh, there's been, I think, 600 and something cashers that have been out on the trail. Um, and we're up at 42,000 fines. Um, wow. That is really cool. And you have different themes and different levels of challenges. So you might have a challenge with the same theme, but kind I, I don't know for sure how you label it, but like a bronze, silver, gold type of challenge, right? Yes. Where um, so early on, we started looking at some of the challenges and decided that there should be a couple of different levels so that we did allow the novice cashier to be able to approach it. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, going all the way up to the expert cacher. So, um, you know, for example, continental cacher, uh, we have three levels of that. Uh, the first requires you, to, uh, the bronze level requires you to get uh, two continents, uh, which uh, for some people is a lot, for some people, uh, for others, it's relatively simple. Mm -hmm. um, the silver will be four continents and the, um, uh, gold will be six continents. Uh, and so you really have to become a world traveler to get all the way up there. Um, and so we define three or four levels uh, for each of the caches. Uh, the reviewer has uh, said uh, no more than four. Uh, we can't keep on going and going. Um, and at times uh, she views that three may be plenty. Uh, so um, it's often a negotiation with the reviewer what should <laughs> be out there and what should not. That's great though. And did you have, um, do you find yourself naturally creative and all these different themes just were easy for you and, um, and monkey to come up with, or um, how did that come up? How did they get created? Well, the first ones, uh, were relatively easy. We we're, we're, you know, we've always laughed at our stats and looked at things and whatever. Uh, but as we started, you know, crossing a hundred or whatever, it became difficult of trying to look and say, what would be fun challenges uh, that one of us qualified for and that we could find 10 Floridians that uh, also qualified uh, since that became the test after the mm -hmm. moratorium. Um, and so part of it uh, had me reading through uh, Project GC scripts 
uh, and reading what other challenges were being placed throughout the world. And uh, because I could read the code and not necessarily the uh, just the comments, I was reading a lot of fun German ones or Finland and uh, other countries and seeing what they created in caches and say, that's really, really cool. And so uh, on the web page, I do uh, at least say that many of the ideas came from other people um, and some of them you know, are just really, really fun. Um, I think my favorite, for example, uh, was one we published recently, uh, which is a cache called Cow Tipping. And it <laughs> requires you to find 20 caches that have both the stealth required and the livestock attribute. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can find them. Uh, they're, they're kind of unusual caches, but if you set up a proper search, you can go find uh -huh. uh, you know, stealth and livestock together and uh, you can push over the cow if you feel like it too. That's great. That's amazing. Oh, and I think one of the best features of your webpage for the challenge trail is that a person can go on and instantly all of the checkers will check their profile to see which ones they qualify for and still need to work towards. So that's just really neat that you um, put them all in one spot for, for someone who's making a plan. Yeah. So if you go to uh, retiredmonkey uh, slash verification.com, I think that's the address um, you, you'll get a verification page and it uses the product, uh, Project GC engine and tests if, you, if you're a subscriber, uh, your uh, caching name against all of the caches in the trail. And you can see right on the spot how many you already qualify for and which ones you want to uh, qualify for in the future. And so it's often used to help set your goals and going, mm -hmm. all right, I'm three short on this. I'm now going to go to Arkansas and go into the backwoods just to get this strange one that happens to be uh, finding a cache there. So Yeah, so I love that feature. Um, on one hand, I got very excited. And then as I kept scrolling and scrolling, I realized how far, far away I am. <laughs> but, but still, it's a great feature. In general, the ones on the top are the easier ones. Yes, that's right. That's exactly how it went. Yep. I, <laughs> I got really excited at first and then reality check. <laughs> Doug, do you plan on, I know you said 210 is the current goal. You have 12 more coming out. There's 198. Do you have any plans to stop at 210 or to keep going? Or what do you have, you know, what, what does the future look like for this trail? No, I, I um, carved out the section of Route 441 uh, where we're going to end at 210. Um, we originally ended before that and had uh, a tribute trail and a letterbox series uh, on either side of it. And we've taken those down and we had the Red Sox geo art also. Mm -hmm. uh, so initially we had less uh, challenge caches, uh, but that was the area I cared about most. So we've been slowly taking down other parts of the trail and putting up uh, just the challenge part. And now uh, it is exclusively the challenge uh, trail uh, with the taking down of the others. So 210 is the complete trail? 210 will be the complete trail. All right. I think a lot of us are uh, starting to uh, plan a trip in our heads <laughs> after, oh. after talking about it and getting inspired here. 
Well, if you go wanna... and sign, like, let's say people are going to go now, people that haven't gone before, they go and sign 210 of these challenges. That's material to work on for a long time. A very long time. time. Anybody goes down there the first time is already qualified for it, right? There's no way you randomly happen to be qualified for this stuff. So that's that's material. That's caching material for years to come, if ever. Oh, it will ruin your life. <laughs> 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 okay sorry it will change your life it change will change the, your yeah. life you know guys my mom's here in the hotel room with me and uh i'm not looking at her well i can look at her now and she's you know i'm sure rolling her eyes <laughs> knowing what i'm starting to plan for her yeah <laughs> <laughs> well doug is there any challenges you are specifically working on that we haven't already talked about tonight challenges that work you're working towards uh, challenges, no, um, that the things I'm working on, I'm not allowed to create a challenge for because I have to find 10 other cashers uh, in Florida that qualify. So um, I don't think uh, my current exploits are going to add to that because uh -huh. I'm working on some very uh, esoteric, interesting world travel and whatever. Um there are still some that I don't qualify for in our trail because uh, Monkey qualified for those, and I don't think I ever will. Um, <laughs> there's the you know old 365-day streak, and I'm never going to pull that off. Um, and I have my excuses. You know, Sometimes I'm in countries where I've already cleared out the entire country, so I can't possibly get a geocache that day. There you uh, go. But on those days, I, other days, I may be spending it with my grandkids or whatever. I don't right. uh, want to put it, you know, the effort into going out and getting cash that day if I can't get convince a grandkid to go out. Uh, so, um, you know, there, there are certain ones that I like doing and certain ones I don't. And it's been a fun part of it is uh, trying to uh, pick and choose what matters to me and what doesn't. And as we keep on saying, um, that's a lot of what geocaching is about and what challenges are about is we can each define what is interesting to us and what's not. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll keep on going my countries and my geo tours and souvenirs and oldest in countries. And, uh, you know, now when I head back to a country that I've already been to before, I have to go get the oldest, uh, yeah. I have to scan it for a geo tour to see if there's any there. Um, I've become a geo tour fanatic, uh, I've up to 36 of those and I will keep on looking at new ones to go get. Geo tours are amazing. Yep. Yep. And uh, they take you a whole nother direction of saying, mm -hmm. all right, I'm only paying attention to the caches that are part of the geo tour. And there may be interspersed ones that I just skip right over, but uh, I'm getting these no matter what. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Oh, Doug, this has been great. We could keep on going forever and ever. Uh, we are running out of our time though, but man, thank you for sharing your, your inspiring um, achievements and ideas with us. It's um, really fun to talk about with you. So um, we're going to transition uh, to our Wheel of Challenges. Mm -hmm. And this month, uh, Retired Guy has a Retired Guy um, prize for us for our Wheel of Challenges. So uh, what is that, Doug? What do you have for our winner this month? I have both a Ms. Pac-Man Geocoin and a Ms. Pac-Man Path Tag. Cool. So, so we will uh, make our Wheel of Challenges uh, prize our, your coin. And then um, Derek, I'm, Derek's in the background. I hope this isn't too late for you. Everyone who's listening now, in addition to the Wheel of Challenges, the question we're going to put out to you, use in the chat 
hashtag retired challenges. And we are going to pull for the path, uh, the Ms. Pathman, Pac-Man path tag at the end of the show. So right now, everybody um, put that in the chat, hashtag retired challenges. And for our wheel of challenges, get your email out because we want you to answer this question and we need you to send an email with the subject containing spin me followed by your geocaching username in brackets and answer the following question. Oh, I'm sorry. And you're going to be emailing this to challenge talk podcast at gmail.com. And the first verified user with the correct answer will get, we'll spin the wheel and we'll check your profile against the challenge. And so your question this month is how many challenges are in the retired monkey challenge trail? Or will be when we're finished. Yeah. Or will be oh, when they're oh, finished. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Thank you. So two things. Send that. I'm going to pull open the email now and also put that hashtag retired challenges in the chat. Sorry, guys. I am doing things on the road. I hope I can uh, accomplish wheel of challenges as intended every other month. And I'm trying to resist going over to Project GC and seeing how many of these challenges I'm qualified for. So for the retired <laughs> monkey trail. <laughs> I'll wait till the end of the show. I'll be good. All right. We've got some answers. Give me a second to check on things. Okay. We have our uh, first that was correct cool. answer email in. Um, we are, it is Acorn Mama. And the correct answer is 210. So we are going to spin that wheel, see what challenge we pull up, and see if Acorn Mama qualifies for that challenge. So spin that wheel. And we don't have any fancy sound effects tonight. <laughs> oh. Five difficulty, double your Jasmine pleasure challenge. So we're going to pull up that cash page and see if Acorn Mama qualifies. Ooh, error DNF. Did the cash get archived? <laughs> Spin again. <laughs> oh, Derek's gracious and working on this for me in the background since I'm I'm not as uh, equipped tonight as usual. And while he's getting that pulled up, I want to make sure to um, make this announcement. So Geocoin Fest, which is next Saturday, but side events starting this week, are still looking for volunteers. So um, if you are going to go to Geocoin Fest in San Antonio, if you're going to be there um, on uh, many of the different days, we're going to put a link in the chat and up on the page for um, the sign up. Uh, it's Sign Up Genius webpage um, where you can take a look at what is still needed, what dates, what time slots you can sign up. And um, that webpage has all the information that you'll need to know there. So check that out if you are going there and have the chance to do that. And um, one other thing, just a quick correction to last week's show. Um, one of our patrons' names uh, uh, was said wrong. So it's supposed to be JR and Juju. Um, Gary said he copied it into his notes incorrectly. So we just want to make sure we give that shout out to the right person. Thank you, JR and Juju. All right. So um, let's see if Acorn Mama qualifies for that five yeah. difficulty challenge. I'm sorry. What was that, Jesse? I, I think Derek's telling us that it's uh, he's having some issues in the background. Oh, no. Oh, Okay. You may have to spin again and see if uh, spin it again and see if we can do another challenge that'll work. I don't think that we can do up. that. We can do that. She got lucky. 
So that's good. <laughs> right. He's going to try to spin it again, I think, and, and see if we can. There you go. Maybe the next one will work. Oh, it's jumping. It's jumping. Oh my gosh, it went to another five challenge. <laughs> and it went to our um, tree climbing challenge. This one work. seems That's to insane. pop up a lot. All right. So we've got our uh, Project GC checker that Derek's going to open up. <laughs> Authenticating. You, put, you guys are all familiar with that process. We know we have to go through that. All right, and then we're going to be checking Acorn Mama. Sounds like a hard one. Yeah. I This one, the wheel loves to pull that one up. We've had some people qualify. Oh, does that say failed? It's really tiny on my screen. Oh, man. Acorn Mama said in the chat, this is the one I didn't qualify for the last time that I was the fastest. I still haven't climbed trees. Oh, my gosh. The wheel is so biased. That's right. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry to see that. Oh, well, man. I guess Should that we... means she needs to get out and climb a bunch of trees. Yeah. So when it comes up again... Acorn Mama, you know your fate now. <laughs> Go out there and climb some trees. All right. Well, Derek, is it possible for us to run that uh, hashtag um, game right now, too? We're just talking to Derek, and I know he can hear me, but it's kind of funny being on this end, just watching Derek do things in the background for us. He's spinning it now in the background. All right, cool. And all right, so there on the screen, there we, we have all of our entries scrolling through. And the winner of that Ms. Pac-Man is uh, Patag is Royals fan. Congrats, Royals fan. So we'll make sure we have your info so we can get that sent to you. All right. Thank have, you guys for being here and participating. <laughs> What's that, Jesse? So at least we got to give away one prize. The other one didn't That's work right. out, but we got to give away one. So that works. That's great. Yeah. We really love you guys uh, being a part of our live chat. It makes this this uh, show so much fun. All right. Well, like I said, um, we're on the road. We're in transition this month. We really didn't have a chance to do our monthly challengers. We didn't have too many people uh, sending us their challenges. But just a reminder, um, between now and the next show, be sure to email us your challenge accomplishments at challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll pick from our submissions um, a monthly winner for that. that um, and we'd love to hear what you guys have been up to because it inspires us as well. All right. So do we have any closing thoughts on our, um, on challenges and Doug's uh, challenge trail that he's a part of? I'll just uh, throw in a plug at the very end. Uh, uh, Project GC is what has made uh, all these challenges and challenge checkers possible. Um, if you ever look at supporting a organization, uh, they work really, really hard on creating great uh, uh, software and tags and scripts and whatever uh, with lots of volunteers, but they have 
uh, hardware that they have to uh, run to support all this. Uh, Magnus is a great guy. Consider donating to them uh, to support all the work they do in keeping all these challenges alive. That's a great thought. Thank you for saying that. And I just want to say, Doug, probably summed up this show and, and geocaching the best tonight uh, when he said that challenges are really kind of like new ways to energize yourself in caching because people find so many different ways to really uh, find what they want out of the game. And uh, I think that's a perfect way to, to talk about it, right? It's everybody has their own part of the hobby that they like, and that's perfectly okay for you to be doing something totally different than everybody else is. You know, most people aren't collecting countries. That's okay. Or souvenirs. Some people collect just numbers, and I think it's there is no way to define the, the best cacher. You know, you just no, can't right. do that because everybody does it so differently. So yeah, we can. He's the guy like having the most fun. That's right. That's, that's it. That's there you right. go. <laughs> it, it, it I is, like that. It is fascinating. We all know the quote saying it's not about the numbers, and we have to be able to follow it up with. But for us, it's and mm -hmm. you know you can fill in what we set as goals and. It may just be having fun. It may be uh, a great walk in the woods, time with our spouses. It may be collecting countries. It may be just number of caches. Uh, but define it the way we want so we enjoy the game and uh, enjoy it over a long period of time. And that's why I think uh, many of us cashers have been out there for a long, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's a good point. We've been doing this because we found something that has inspired us. It's the thing that makes us wanting more. And uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. This this is so inspiring for me to go out. And I'm not even home yet from this trip. And I'm ready to plan something because we love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Doug, so much for being here with us, mm -hmm. giving us some updates. And like you just said, remember, it's not about the numbers. It's about the challenge. And uh, we hope you accept that challenge. Take care, all. Great job, Emily.